Hey guys, what's going on? My name's Chris Hawkins, and this is your best life defined. How you doing today? We're going to rock this thing. I noticed something. I've been looking back at my podcast every so often, I think on Sundays. Sundays are a slow download day for my for the podcast, right? Most people are busy out doing their thing. They don't really have a lot of time to be sitting around listening to a podcast, or maybe they're engaged in other activities. So I usually try and get it on on Sundays and listen to the last five or six podcasts just to see how I'm doing, how things are going. And, and I'd noticed that I picked up on the last one here uh, yesterday or Sunday, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'd, made, I'd made an apology. I'd apologized for maybe the quality of the podcast or maybe for boring you. I'm sitting here thinking about that, and you know what? The truth is I don't have anything to apologize about. So I'm sitting here thinking about that. I'm thinking about, wait a minute, I show up every day and I put as much effort as I can. I do my absolute best to give you something that you can take away from this experience that will actually add value to your life. And I'm not sure if that comes across or not. Maybe I become, maybe I come across a little arrogant or maybe in disconnected. I think that's the biggest issue, but, but I'm not going to make any more apologies for that. What's funny in thinking about me and what I'm doing and my attitude towards this so that I can make this as positive of an experience as I can, this make this a hell yeah moment. I looked at that and I'm changing that. I don't have any reason to apologize. I don't know anyone who's doing a podcast like this for you. I'm sure there are plenty of people who are. And they're probably doing it for the same reason that I am, that somewhere down the road there's going to be something that comes back. Because when you do good things for people, good things come back to you. That's just the energy of the universe. I believe that, right? But there I am pondering it, and I've made came to this conclusion, and this was going to be part of this podcast. But what I what I in thinking about, it, I kept thinking about, well, it took that conversation about what I was doing and me apologizing to why do we apologize? And I look back at my life, and I did a lot of apologizing because there were a lot of times when I didn't treat my partner exactly like she should have been treated. I did things that were hurtful to them, that made her cry. I've done that to a lot of people. I haven't made a lot of people cry, but I've done things to people, not that vindictive, not because I was just being mean, but in response to things they did to me. And I'm, I'm a pretty good enemy. i got to tell you that. If there was, and I won't make apologize for the, apologies for that either. I'm a real good enemy. I'm a good friend. I'm an okay friend, I'd say. Because I put, I prioritize my life. My, my life isn't just me sitting around waiting for friends to call to ask me to do things. I've got a, an agenda and a schedule, and that's part of the reason that we are so, I'm okay with this isolated life. I mean, it's pretty cool. But the prospect of saying I'm sorry when I was thinking about it, what I realized is it comes down to asking for forgiveness or saying you're sorry for an action or some sort of impact you've had on someone else's life, right? Well, in thinking about that, the solution to never have to say I'm sorry is to disengage in those activities that require an apology. Whoa, wait a minute. What do you mean? Here's an example. Before Sandy and I really got introduced to Brene Brown and really got focused on the significance and importance of our relationship and and on how much we truly do need and love each other, we would, we would do things in the, in the spur of the moment that caused heartache. I would make Sandy cry. She would make me feel about this tall. And in listening to Brene Brown and trying to understand why we would respond to each other that way, why would you be so mean to someone you love, even when we didn't understand the true meaning of it or the foundation of it, 
The thing I did understand and what I brought to Sandy's attention was that regardless of whether we understand it or not, if we stop doing that thing that makes that person cry, we don't have to apologize for that. So you're picking up on this, you see where this is going. If you want to enhance anything in your life, start with the things you apologize for. Start with the things you feel guilty about. Start with the things that you regret. And then one by one, if it's an action taken against you, someone has done something to you that makes you feel bad. Stop it. Don't accept that behavior anymore. And if you're the one who is being being the bully, being mean, engaged in that activity like yelling and not listening, drinking too much, or, or, or in disengaging with someone when they ask things of you, and it creates that situation, stop doing it. I know this is kind of silly, but your list of apologies, your list of things that you feel bad about or you have an emotional response to that is anything other than hell yeah, that's where you can fix it. There's a number of people in my life that I love, but I, they're not in my life. There are people that I know, my family members, that I love, I love, but I can't have them in my life. And the reason I can't have them in my life is because of the way they treat me. And that's where the other side of this no apologies comes in. I don't owe anyone in my family or in my life or for that matter anyone in the world an apology for me not including them in my life. In fact, what I need to do is I need to applaud myself. I need to give myself a standing ovation for being strong enough to draw that line. kind of like the liver the liver factor you know what that is there's a reason you don't order liver and onions every time you go out and eat right what's the reason well it doesn't taste good i'm making no apologies for people i haven't haven't allowed to get back in my life the reason you're not in my life is because when you come around it does not feel good and no matter how much i change no matter how much i work to be a better person and to make that relationship work, you don't. That person that no longer gets to be a part of my life will not change, will not change their view of me, their their innate right to treat me in a certain way. Now, I've asked them, I've said, listen, this is not things I want to talk about, and I don't want to hear your angry, condescending comments, right? Just accept me for who I am, and that includes my attitudes and my decisions and my boundaries. That's how it works, right? Now, if you're the apologizer, if you're that person who does things and then you have to come back and eat crow and apologize later, well, shame on you. Shame on you. You're not supposed to make girls cry. You certainly aren't supposed to make your wife cry. You aren't supposed to make your partner cry. Anytime someone's crying and you're responsible for it, there's something you should stop doing. Now, there's also probably an army of things you could start doing. Like when you feel that thing coming up inside you when you want to get mean and angry and start getting snarky. How about this? It's a really simple process. Just shut your mouth and walk away. Shut your mouth. That's the point when you stop talking. You can see it. You see it because you follow the cycle, right? 
And then guess what? You don't have to apologize. That's right. You don't have to apologize. You can just roll right on and say, hey, listen, baby, this is how I'm feeling. I think I'm just going to shut up now for a minute because I don't want to make you feel bad. I want to make this work. Right? That's how it worked for me. That's how it worked for me. For the longest time, I was a bully. I was. I don't. I wouldn't say I was a bully. I was so insecure with myself and my life that it would culminate in all of these insecurities. That's the foundation of every every battle Sandy and I ever had. That's the culmination. It was our individual insecurities causing us to act in a certain way. And what's interesting about that is the responses that we had in any given situation didn't even work. It didn't make anything any better. In fact, it made it worse. But every time things would get difficult, guess what we would do? We'd go back to that same way of doing things. We'd be laying there in the middle of the night. I remember laying there in the middle of the night, staring up at the ceiling in the pitch black, trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do to make my life better, to reconnect with this person that I love so much. First thing I did was I stopped giving her reasons for her to require an apology or reasons where I had to apologize. I remember the conversation clear as day. I've said it before. I just listened to Brene Brown for the third time. I had decided that we were going to work this thing out and it wasn't going to be done the way we always did it. She wasn't going to get to shield up. I wasn't going to shield up. There was going to be some yelling, some crying, some accusations, some conversations about the past. And then eventually we'd just kind of let it disappear and we'd eventually get back to talking to each other and then kissing and then sweep it all under the rug. But nothing ever got fixed. I told her, I remember I told her, I said, listen, baby, I'm, I, I see you're upset. I see you're upset. And she had reason to be, right? Things in our life were changing. There was a lot of insecurity going on. She started the way she did and I was going to go the way I used to go. But then all of a sudden I thought, no, no, no. Brene Brown. Brene Brown helped me out. So I said, all right, here's how I'm going to do it. Listen, baby, I'm not sure what you need, but whatever it is, I'm here to help you. I wasn't angry. I wasn't threatening. I had lowered my voice. I was calm. Well, that caught her off guard. She was like freaked out. She's like, what, what, what do you mean? Where's that, where's the, where's the battle at? And I'm like, no. And I told her, I said, if you're not ready to talk about this now, I'm okay with that. But we'll talk about it when you're ready, when you're calm, and when you don't feel threatened. Because I promise you, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to do any of those things that didn't work. All those things that suck about you having a conversation with me about tough subjects, those are all gone. Because if I can't control those things and kick them out of there, I just won't say anything. Maybe I'll take a walk. Right? And guess what? I didn't have anything to apologize for. It's funny because now when I we interact, we interact and it's little things like, oh, baby, I'm sorry, I forgot to start the dryer, <laughs> right? I forgot to put the, start the washer. I'd put soap in it. And then, of course, I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff. We have this routine, thinking about all kinds of stuff. Next thing I know, she's like, you forgot to start the wash. Now, granted, our laundry is her yesterday's clothes, my yesterday's clothes. So it's two shirts, two pairs of pants, two socks, two underwear. There might be a third set of clothes, depending on how cold it is when I work out. I may use stretchy pants because it's kind of cold, but, you know, it's not really much. So, But that's that's the extent of our apologies now because everything else is, I mean, there's the solutions are on the table for everything else. 
And when you stop apologizing, when you don't have a reason to apologize, you're giving your partner a reason to smile. So, think about it. Think about it. What are you apologizing for? What do you regret? What actions have you taken that you regret in your life or with your family or the people you love or that special person you share your life with? You don't want to have to apologize anymore. Simply stop doing those things. And every time you apologize from this point forward, you're convicted by the fact that you shouldn't be having to apologize. And that means something in your life needs to change. And you know what that change will do? Uh Uh-oh. Wait for it. Wait for it. That change will make your life better. That's what this is all about, right? That's what this is all about. This is about you waking up every day feeling energized because amid all the crap you have to deal with, all the struggle you face, you know your life is headed in a better direction. And there's, that's, there's where the energy comes in. That's where that gas comes in. That's where you say, all right, here we go. I got some fuel in my tank. Let's go. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, let's go. Sandy laughs at me because my energy is so high. You know why? Because I wake up every day with a full platter of shit that makes me want to say, all right, let's do this, right? I won't apologize for it anymore. I won't apologize for it. I'm here. I'm showing up every day because I made a promise to you and I made a promise to me. I hope you will listen to it for what it is. Take it for, I mean, not everything in this is going to fit you, but there are pieces that will. And then you owe it to yourself to take action. What will you do today that you'll be able to look back tomorrow or the next day or in a week or in a year and say, hell yeah, we did it, right? Hell yeah, rock that bad boy. I hope you'll do it. I hope you're following. I hope you'll take action on it because one win will give you another win. You got to get one good win. And then there you are rocking it, right? I'm excited about it. I hope you are too. Um, Thank you for signing in. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll share. I hope you'll talk about it. It may not be perfect, but I'm doing my best. So until next time, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one.